Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome, Welcome to, no- to another episode of... What? No? <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> I thought we were trying to go in sync here. <laughs> oh, wait. You're supposed to drive. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes, y'all. Back at it again. I'm back. That's right. You can't escape that long. Logan Daly coming at you. We also got Kyle Wonders. Hello. Returned from the far off land, a far distant country. I have journeyed, I have seen, I have learned, and I have returned. (laughs) (laughs) He probably doesn't know what it even means to be a far He doesn't know what I'm referencing there, but it's okay. I'm fine with that. Just give it uh, a couple of weeks. It's his homeland, so I don't. I don't want him to know what I'm meaning. Uh, and then we give, got Rob Croyle. Give it a couple of weeks. We'll uh, we'll fill up, man. It'll be a footnotes. He'll remember. Thing for sure. He'll remember how much he loves it up here. Yeah. He'll be like, oh man, this is so much better than that far off country. <laughs> and I I am happy to hand the keys back over to you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You had a uh, you had Brent on last week. That was fantastic. Editing that was a ton of fun. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Getting to just listen to all of you guys while I was sitting in my slightly druggy state after my surgery it was fantastic. <laughs> How's that left-handed typing there, Logan? Left-handed, you know, left-handed typing is not as bad as left-handed signing. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Rob can attest. I've gotten better. I realized the problem. I should have had you hold the paper still. Oh yeah, that would have helped immensely. Yeah. I never realized how much I like use my left hand to make my right hand not suck. Uh, but when you don't have a right hand to help your left hand not suck, then, whoo, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and got an oil change today. Signed the little pad thing. The guy was like, "Need your signature here," and I grab the pen and then I go for it. And as I start signing, he says, "Oh, you're not a lefty." <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, that hurts. Oh. It was just my initials. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Like, oh, no. How did you know that I'm not just in third grade for my penmanship? It's fine. I mean, my penmanship <laughs> still looks like a third grader. So. Oh. Oh, man. Try, try doing it with your left. It degrade, yeah. like, it, it'll send you back to the kindergarten or something. I don't even know. It's bad. But uh, it's been fun. Yeah. I'm in a sling. You can't see that on the uh, uh, through the through the sound holes of your... Headphones, I, I guess but, that uh, is critical knowledge. That, that the is critical knowledge. They're like, have. why did Logan lose an arm? What happened? Yeah. You've just been absent from church services. And Are they we never going to have to listen to him play guitar again? <laughs> there were some people that got excited yeah. right there. I'm sure it's there fine. was. It's fine. We had an op- the Mason, the yeah, piano dude. Mason stepped in and, Fantastic and stuff. Played, some, played some keyboard. Uh, that'll be great. Very good. We, got, uh, we got another guest artist coming in this week. Ooh. Mason fantastic. and I had a fantastic moment because... We were talking about the service on Thursday night, and I told him, "Hey, during communion and during during the prayer time, just just play something behind there." I said, "And it really doesn't have to be a song." I said, "In fact, it it could be actually better if it's not a recognizable song because if sometimes people try to play behind, you know, someone that's praying or 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 a serious moment, yeah, and the and if the song is familiar enough you get distracted by you know you start thinking the words mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you're, you're like, 
Why is he playing Don't Fear the Reaper behind the prayer? <laughs> Not that that would have ever happened. And so he, he goes, oh, I got, the per- I got the perfect song for you. And he starts banging something out on the keys. And it's, it's one of those classic, mm-hmm. but it's also a high tension. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, and we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, <laughs> but it was funny because you know, and that he's a character. He's a character. It was good. I I appreciate him jumping in to help out. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Very good. So there you go. Yeah, uh, managed to pull off service with me just at home, watching. Well, we kind of pulled well, off service. I mean, no, <laughs> you guys pulled off service. Just you know, you didn't manage to broadcast service <laughs> without any flaws. Uh, <laughs> poor Jennifer. She's had a week. But uh, she uh, she's also not here right now because she's quarantining. Bye. Hi, Jen. We miss you. Hi, um, Jen. Logan's playing with his I'm, own. Yeah, Mac- I'm, I'm going to have to beat myself up for that. I was knocking <laughs> my cord off. But uh, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm watching the service, and it's it's a little choppy. And, and Jen has called me once already from the, from the tech booth with uh, a pretty solid question. I forget what the first one was, <clears throat> but it was, it was a good question. And she had caught something and wanted to fix it, and so we fixed it. And then she calls me back right as service is starting because her audio um, headphones had stopped working. Uh-huh. Still don't know why that happened. Haven't tracked down that gremlin in the system, so that's cool. Uh, it was just the electricity demons. We, we don't know. We don't know what, what caused that. Um, but uh, so she's, she's checking with that, and I'm noticing that it's really choppy. Which, if you've watched it online, we apologize. <laughs> it uh, it it got a case of the stutters. Uh, Jen was twenty nine when she started the. You when know, she oh, when she started the stream. When she started the stream, she was forty seven when she finished. Oof. Like, like she aged. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> Yikes! It it, it, uh, it took years of her life that she'll never give back. That's a oh, twenty nine to forty seven is a, a solid, solid chunk. chunk. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hope you didn't want grandkids, Jen. Yowza. <laughs> After service, they're like, how are you doing? I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm looking in her eyes imagine. and I'm like... I can only imagine. Yeah. So uh, she's already dealing with the not being able to hear things properly and the, we figured that out and then it's choppy and I don't really know what's going on. She's sending me a picture of like... Here's our drop frame rate. I'm Googling stuff there at home with my one hand on the computer. So at half speed, maybe. <laughs> Quarter speed. It's, it's amazing how much oh. I use my right hand. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking it up, and I, I, I had an idea. I'm like, okay, we're going to lower the bit rate, but I don't know if she can lower the bit rate without crashing the program and like bringing down the whole stream. And so I'm trying to research that. And and we figured it out, and I think it got a little bit better for the back half of the service, but it still wasn't great. And, uh, you know, that was just all our Internet's fault. Really, it was the, really was the culprit there. So, so our most technically proficient person is on vacay because he's had surgery, and that's when we have the most I mean, you daunting knew it was technical... Happen. You concerns. knew it was gonna happen then, <laughs> and we still got through. I mean, that's oh, yeah, more no. than roughly right. Yeah, yeah no, it that's was like it was there. Roughly right and a half, oh, at least. Man. Roughly right point five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, fantastic. So you is know, that a shortcoming or was that just a solid win? I think it was like a shortcoming, but the finish line got moved back for us. Oh. It's a so we didn't go the full so distance. It's, it's not, but a, we it's still not a win, but it's because the goalpost moved. Yeah. Mm. That's what I think. <laughs> but you know, it was wonderful to watch in person. Great sermon, Rob. Everybody everybody gets their participation trophy. So. <laughs> oh man, everybody got a participation trophy. That's all we need. That's all we needed. Fantastic. <clears throat> no, I really appreciate. And you can hop on the, uh, obviously, this podcast for the audio recording, and that mm-hmm. is pristine. If you were like, I can't stand this video. <laughs> yeah, well, just go go back an episode, and you'll be all right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's dive into some tasty footnote goodness. <clears throat> man, felt good to say that. <laughs> it's only been a week, but man, too, that's too long. It's too long. <laughs> Get that footnotey goodness. I know. Let's do this. <clears throat> so first thing on the docket is we're going to have a little discussion, a little powwow, a little chit-chat about Luke 12, verse 14. Yeah, so Jesus is approached, and there's a couple things we could talk about this, uh, but Jesus is approached by a, a man. We're not sure of his age. I keep calling him a young man, but uh, he says, decide be- between my brother and I. And Jesus says, man, who appointed me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? Which is a fairly innocuous statement to to us. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, no big deal. But in the Greek, it is it reflects the phraseology found in Exodus 2.14 in the Greek Septuagint. Hmm. Exodus 2.14 who made you a ruler or judge over us? And, and that's the question being posed to Moses when he confronts two Hebrew brothers that are fighting. Okay. It seems that Jesus is connecting himself to Moses' story. Through this reference. Through this reference. Like, it's just a little innocuous hint a wink, wink. Dare we say a possible remez? A possible remez. Which now everyone knows because we've talked about Pardes. So. Oh, wait, you, Kyle's. Wait, pause button. What word did you just say? Pardes? Pardes. Hmm. Yeah. That's not one of the three I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, did Kyle. Is that number three? Well, there's Bashat, Ramez, Drosh, Sod. Oh, it's not. Okay, so I remember those ones. So, oh, Pardes is the acronym. There you go. All I'm right, with there it. it. I'm with say, it. Oh, did Kyle miss something? He, I thought Pardes was his own was, word. Oh, there it is. Fantastic. I'm with you now. He, he was giving me a look like, what? Mm-hmm. All right. And he passed the quiz. Uh, well done. Uh, well done. He's like, it's not one of the three. I, I remember the three. I was having trouble with the one before Sod, so draw, draw, Drosh. Drosh, yeah. But, you know, I knew it wasn't Pardes. There you go. But Pardes is just all four. Look at me. Pardes is the... Yep. Is it an acronym when you take other parts of the... Le- like, it's the first two letters of three of them. Two of them. It's a remembering tool. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Anyway, so Jesus dropping a little remez. Dropping a little remez. A little little Moses hint. And even his question of, like, why are you coming to me as an arbitrator? Like, it's 
it's not even a question he's looking for an answer for because he's going to weigh in on the on the question. Sure. Just not the way that they expect. Now this is this is something that they would do, right? They would go to rabbis to be the arbitrator for stuff like this, right? Is that common they, practice? Yes. Maybe? You know, that was that was a that is common practice. It's much more common than uh we see within Christianity and and, and someone going to a pastor the I, I think you'd see two people that know a pastor go to a pastor and say, Hey, will you help us work this out? Sure. Uh that is actually something that the scriptures highlight that we should be doing. That Absolutely. we that we should be working those things out within the body of Christ as much as possible. Well they're I within their system they had a they had within their religious system that was part of it was this using their religious system for judgments. I mean, you saw that with Jesus. When they take him to trial, they take him, and they can't... Their religious courts can't condemn him to death, so then they're forced to take him to the Roman court, right? Right, right. So there's much more of a kind of a less separation of church and legal Just, yeah i the guess church, justice and the church seem much more intrinsically related back then for for their culture for sure yeah and it, it just seems that from uh culturally speaking rabbis have more authority than even even a pastor has yeah a pastor or, or a priest which is your your equivalent now when it comes to this whole idea of uh, splitting inheritance, that is pretty well established. First and foremost, culturally, it was just established that the oldest would get a double portion. The behor. And then everybody else would get... Single portions. Yep. Single. Unless you're a daily, and then the eldest gets everything and doles it out to his loving younger siblings. This has been the system I've established for years. <laughs> I've gotten two out of the three to agree to it. You just got to know your context. Two, You've two, created your which own context. Two, which the, two? The two youngest. The two youngest. <laughs> Brian hasn't disagreed to it. So, you know, I'm holding out hope. We're going to stop all of the infighting. It's going to be totally, it'll be a peaceful transition of power. Yeah, look at Yikes, that. Yikes. <laughs> so it's interesting that this has even come up as, as a question because culturally it's well established. Also in, in De- Deuteronomy 21, um, the author weighs in on this. It says, Then it shall be in the day that he wills what he has to his sons. He cannot make the son of the loved the firstborn before the son of the unloved, who is the firstborn. So this is calling back to uh, Leah and Rachel. Rachel. Is it Leah? Yeah, Leah and Rachel, right? So Leah was the unloved. Rachel was the loved. Mm-hmm. And but Leah's son was the eldest out of all the sons. Yep. But he, he's he flopped that, and and Deuteronomy says you can't do this. Mm. 
And so you, you, you can't, you can't use preference over your children to like, there's a way that we do things. This is the system. This is the system. This is the way. Ooh, there you go. Well done. This is the way. Bum, bum. So, so it's interesting that this is even the question because it is well-defined within culture. And then the scriptures just seems to come along and say, yep, and we're not even going to let preference play into this. We're, ju- we're just going to live out our values the way they've always been lived out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question here, Rob. Yeah. Is Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy one of the books that they would have had to know as part of that culture? I think we yeah. talked a couple months ago about like how you had to learn a certain number of books. Yes. Would they have known Deuteronomy? Yes. Yep, okay. that's the fifth book okay. in the Torah. It's so, the last one they would have memorized, mm-hmm. assuming they kept the same order. Yes, <clears throat> they did. That would make, I mean, it, it makes sense. Those mm-hmm. those five kind of, there's a little bit of chronolo- like chronological in how they feel like they should fall. There's, but there's also a, a message communicated in, in the in yeah, the in names the, yep. of the first five books of the Bible from yeah, a Hebrew so perspective. So if you be in that order, if you sure. know the yep. Hebrew, you know that it communicates a message, and um, Deuteronomy is a is the Greek mm-hmm. name of the book. Mm. Um, in the Hebrew, it means words. Which and these are the words that he spoke. So yeah. it's a this this word picture that that uh, the, that God called a group of people into the wilderness and spoke words to them. That's that's the basic mm. underlying message of what the first five book names mean. And so yeah, the, we the order is the order. It, it hasn't changed. There you go. I'm confident about. So that. their memory banks might have been getting full at that point. Depending on yeah, how but they good still would have student. had at least some familiarity oh, with yeah, it. No. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the fact that they're fighting over it's kind of it, like, it's huh? intriguing. Yeah, what's going on? Which which probably leads to this whole conversation that Jesus has about, and and Jesus, you know, drives to the heart of it that that it's it's relationship that matters, not. Not the not the abundance of of what we have. My brother and I haven't always had the the best relationship. You know, there were there were decades there that uh, were there was some conflict at some level between the two of us. But we had really kind of resolved things just a year or two before. Uh, my parents passed, and my sister-in-law really wondered how my brother and I were going to handle this whole, you know, dividing up our parents' inheritance. And my brother comes to me, and he says, "Hey, I got this idea on how we can kind of talk through all these different pieces and." And and I said, Rick, I just want you to understand that whatever you want, it's yours. I said, you're way more valuable to me than, than the stuff. 
And we both took that approach. Which is the proper way to do things. For anyone listening and considering, should I fight with my sibling over this? Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so what happened is my my sister-in-law was like, I was I was shocked, but also so happy to watch the two of you just kind of celebrate that the other person wanted this thing. And, and you're like, Oh, you want that? That's awesome, you know. And we were just kind of <laughs> No, you take this. No, you take this. No, you take this. Uh, That's fantastic. What happened when you got to the item you both wanted? Uh, we was it the situation Logan just described? Of just like, no, you can have it. No, you can have it. it there was a there was a little bit of that. Uh, for for the most part, like my brother wanted my parents' bedroom set, and and I, it didn't mean, it it wasn't something I was looking forward to. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited for it. Like I'm like, oh yeah, no, like that'd be perfect for you guys. And and so, but he's like, you do know that this is like a fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, I, I don't care. Like. It's yours. That's um, not the important part. Yeah. And so we there were just a couple times where we both and and it ended up being where the where one of us would be like, you know, I thought it'd be nice, but I already got something. So you like, yeah, we just mm-hmm. it just worked out that we just said, No, I think you should have that. You know, and so an uh, open handed approach as opposed to a closed fist. Yeah. Mm. You know, that warms my heart useful. to hear. Fantastic. The world needs more of that. So, Rob, uh, in the sermon, you mentioned that we were going to talk about Solomon, uh, that crazy wild guy. Um, so what's going on with, uh, with Solomon here? All right. So in Luke 12, 22 through 34, he turns his attention towards his, his disciples he just told this parable to a crowd, and he wants to dial in deeper and just really kind of hit this point home. Jesus, not Solomon. Jesus yeah. with having this conversation. And so he says, uh, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, nor about your body, and what you'll put on, for life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. And then he's going to go after these two ideas of, and and really kind of, highlight uh, this idea that food is more than... um, Life is more than food. Life is more than food, and life is more than clothing. So, um, like, God's got this covered, and he's going to give a very tangible evidence. Sure. But in both cases, he brings a negative connotation into the conversation... And I think what he's doing is saying, hey, if you're doing kingdom things, if you're doing, if you being good mm-hmm. are doing good things, God's going to supply that. And we can know that's true because God supplies for even evil things. Mm. So, so in, the, in the examples he brings in, the two less examples than good. he's going to bring in. The two examples are less than good. Yeah. So he says, consider the ravens. Now, a raven is an unclean animal. Mm hmm. Which means in the Jewish mind, oh, evil bird. Okay. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. Huh? Connect that back to last week's parable. That might connect. And yet God feeds them. Of how more, much more value are you than the birds? 
And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? If then you're not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? In other words, don't chase after these things that your Heavenly Father's already taken care of. Focus on bringing the kingdom, advancing mm-hmm. the kingdom. And then he says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed as one of these. How are lilies bad? I was just going to ask. Lilies are not bad. Lilies are good. Lilies are good. All right. Lilies are good. Solomon, in the way he obtained his riches from the Jewish mindset, not so good. For those of us who remember the LTG reading, we can remember Solomon. Not so great. Yeah, so in 1 Kings 10, 14, it says, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold. <clears throat> but wait, 666, 666, that's a bad number. <laughs> we are on the same wavelength today, Logan. That is a bad number. That's some bad hoodoo. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, what the rabbis believe is that Solomon marries the daughter of Pharaoh, mm-hmm. and and one of the uh, uh, midrash readings I read this morning, it says that um, plug your kids' ears when they when they married, that the angel Gabriel came down and he put something into a sandbar. I, and I don't remember, I put a rod or something like that into okay. a sandbar, and out of that sandbar arose Rome. Really? Mm. Yes. Oh, that's a fun midrash. That's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so so the idea is be, because Solomon marries this Egyptian woman... It gives rise to... It gives rise to... This, this evil empire mm. that is oppressing the people of God. Yes. Oh, fantastic. That's some crazy stuff right there. That is some fantastic folklore right there. And when you look at... Big fan. When you look at Solomon and... Like he had 300 shields of beaten gold. Um, he had 200 large shields with 600 shekels of gold that went into in each shield. And we're told that 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 gold was more plentiful than rocks mm-hmm. in in the city. And, and silver wasn't even worth anything. Yeah, and and what you get is this picture that that Israel. Looks like Egypt. The opulence, the ridiculousness, the grandeur, and then it starts being built on the backs of the oppressed. Yeah, because the the six hundred sixty six yeah. talents of gold says that the way he obtained that gold um, was evil. Yeah, it was oppressive. Yeah. Because he well, because he starts using slave labor, and, and so then he, his son—that was his son thing that divided the kingdom—was that his son took it even further. And Rehoboam can't even hang on to the gold shields; he has to replace the gold shields because he mm-hmm. he can't hang on to what was given to him, and it becomes bronze. He yeah. replaces the gold shields with bronze, like like that's a downgrade. <laughs> Actually, bronze is probably better for a shield, but you know from a functional standpoint. 
from an Olympic standpoint, too. Yeah. So, so he says, hey, if God's going to take care of the Ravens and if God closes the lilies greater than Solomon and, 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 Who's and this connects, screw up? And, and connects and bring it by bringing Solomon to the conversation is really saying, All right. and if God could provide for Solomon that, that, because, because you know Solomon wasn't all bad. There were just some things that he did that that were negative. Sure. Um, you know he's kind of a mixed bag. But so, what I see Jesus saying here is, you may, you see how God provides for even those that you consider to be evil. Sure. Or or people that you see doing evil things. If he's going to do that, then trust that he's going to provide for you when you're trying to do kingdom things. Sounds a little prosperity gospel-ish, with the exception, because, I mean, prosperity gospel would be like, if you're good, then God will bless you, right? I, I'm Except so this confused, one's because like... he's saying he's saying God God supplies for both. Yeah, that that's the exception there, because it's the, it's the well, I mean, it, even for you, like... Why would God, if God supplies for this, the, you know, the screw-ups over here, wouldn't, why, why would he supply any less, right? right. So that, in that sense, it's like, oh, that you could, you might, you might feel your prosperity gospel radar, like, pinging a little bit, like, wait, 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 but it is saying that God's going to provide for even the ravens, this unclean bird, right? Right. Um, that's, that would be the difference. That's the, that's the, that would be the separation of... Well, and and we have to we have to stay we have to stick with the fact that this conversation is part of this other conversation where Jesus is saying that you're supposed to use what God's been given you to advance the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that yeah, you can't take them. Don't that, take them apart. That our purpose here is to move God's kingdom forward, mm-hmm. and and don't let anxiety get in the way. And this, you know, and for me, this is this is a passage that has spoken to me for years because anxiety is something that I uh, caught very well from from actually my, my mom, mm. and I, I watched God give her peace at the end of her life, where where she just wasn't anxious; she just absolutely trusted God would supply. Mm. But I saw it was in juxtaposition to. This other approach I saw in her, and I'm like, oh my! I, I have a tendency to approach things like the younger you, not the older you. <laughs> so, uh, an eye of an eye of not enough versus an eye of plenty. Yeah, sounds good eye versus bad eye a little mm-hmm. bit there. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, there you go. All right. Well, it has been another stellar episode of Footnotes. Super glad that y'all joined us. We are going to be back at it again this week with another parable. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the... Uh, we're going to do some soil sampling. I know this one pretty well. Ah, well, you a, think... A little bit better than the... You lot, think well, you know this one. I, I didn't know this one at all. Oh, so okay. the next one, I... I you like, definitely it's, know it's definitely the ne- a step up. You definitely know this one better than... <laughs> yeah. All right. So bring your... You know, as Do you do soil samples in any of your classes? 
I mean, I could. Uh, okay, so that, that could yet, be a thing. I, I might. Yeah. I, just, I, I know forestry majors and the naturally yeah. go outside and wander people. You know, one of the things yeah. I hear talk about is soil sampling. Like, yeah. That's a thing. It's a eight, so yeah. uh, we're going to do a little soil sampling this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. You should join us. It'll be fun. Yeah, and then all the people like me who think they know what they're talking about can actually find out we don't know anything. Maybe, or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know it what you know. It feels like a truth bomb is looming. It could be. There definitely could be some truth bombs. There could be. Uh, there could be some of those. There could be. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, maybe just bombs. Yeah. Maybe. Just, maybe just might. Just might. Just might. A lot of roughly right could occur. We'll see. Who knows? But you'll only know if you show up or if we manage to get the stream to not be yep. a uh, chopped flagon of wood. And if you're listening to this still and you can't make it on Sunday. Then you should keep running, Mike. Keep well, running. you should do that. But you should also email us at info at missionridge.church. <laughs> and tell us you're not going to be here on Sunday. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Kyle, I've missed you. This is fantastic. Glad to have you back. All right, y'all. We will catch you next time. Peace. See ya. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes. He doesn't reverse order. Yeah, it's the same order. It's the same order. Well, that's fun. Record scratch, rewind that one up. (laughs) 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 Um, hmm. Darn it. All right. Start (laughs) start that all over.